This is all I want to do is talk about Madonna. Like a virgin, fade out. Like a Virgin is name dropped a lot more than it's actually considered as a Madonna record, I think, more and more. Um, and I it, I think it's got so much more in talking about it uh, for these episodes. It's been really interesting to revisit just what a damn good producer Niall Rogers was. Yeah, I mean, be, right before this is when he did Let's Dance, right, yeah. with David Bowie. That's why she wanted to work with him. Yeah. Yeah, now Rogers is king. I mean, and I and I, he's such. It's so interesting because he's so defined by his disco sound, and yet he brings out such interesting. I mean, I always think of Diana too because he does so. They they do such amazing. He does amazing things with iconic personalities. Diana didn't he? He produced Diana. Diana, Diana Ross. Oh, yeah. Did he? Yeah. And and I, I didn't know you knew her on first name basis. Well, That's no, all. Well, the record's called Diana, and excuse me, he produced it. I said upside down, you turn me. You're giving love instinctively. Round and round, you turn me upside down. And I think that. Boy, out these interesting colors about from from an artist that we think we know and definitely with madonna when we see so many different sides to her on this album as a whole i just feel like there's so much more to her than what she had been originally pinged as and this record really turned it turned her into a global like a superstar i think um true blue turned her into a global phenomena in this way that was like overwhelmingly well it was it was like we didn't totally see how much she was managing the image with the music in like a virgin in fact only now looking back at it and you see that it's Steve Mizell who did all the 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 art and then you realize that she becomes he, they become longtime collaborators and that they're very intentional in this imagery which we understood at the time but didn't really I mean I was so young obviously that it wasn't penetrating me that she was making all these images that were um, complicated mm -hmm. and um, uh, contradictory and you know um, controversial and I guess in a way but um, or just thought-provoking right I also feel like the, uh, to your point about the evolution I think the evolution between Madonna and like a virgin is much more organic than the evolution between like a virgin and true blue she really does a 180 after this and it does feel calculated in a lot of ways it's like okay this is the next thing and it and it and I don't remember there being in the press a lot about Madonna's uh, transformation with this record. It's the next record yeah. that yeah. she really transforms. Yeah. And I think what is so great about Like a Virgin is you feel the energy of the of the rocket shooting into the air. Yeah. And and the fact that it was made before that was happening. And yet at the same time, as you're listening to you're like, oh my God, it's happening. 
Like it, it feels it in hindsight, it's a very prescient record because it sets so many of the foundations for the future. Totally. And, and her, yeah, well, this is what it sets a standard because I think what, what's so great about, and this is something that never gets appreciated by non Madonna fans and even a lot of Madonna fans. Um, she gets better with every record. She gets more accomplished. She knows what she's doing in the studio and she gets more comfortable with being Madonna and playing with what that means to her when she's making that whatever. Yeah, up, that up through like, I mean, I think bedtime stories, there's a hiccup, but we'll talk about that later, yeah. right? By the time like a virgin came out, she was already, she was able to think about, well, where am I going after this or what's going to happen next? And that's a good point because that, that, and that, and that hits it right on the nose. She knows that this moment is one of, it's a step. Yeah. And so she's going to give everything she's got to this step, but she's already thinking of the two steps ahead. I think she's really proud of the record. And I think that, um, ironically, she's still adhering to the, adhering to the, uh, the version, that version of Madonna today. There's still elements in everything she does today. There's the irony, there's the playfulness, there's the joy, there's the passion, there's the yearning, there's there's the um, the heartfelt sincerity that sometimes feels embarrassing to watch. Yeah, and the great fun. And I the mean, great fun, because it's, it's, it's too much work not to be fun. Yeah. You know, and I think this record feels like she had a lot of fun making it. I agree. Till next time, we're going to go into, uh, we're going to talk about some, because this is also the last time she's not um, also a film actress. This is, uh, no, I mean. She's about to make her film debut. <laughs> back to back, one in February and one in March of 1985. They're all of her major film roles. One major and one minor. And our special guest next week will be Patricia. No, I'm sorry. Our special <laughs> guest next week will be Rosanna Arquette. Are you kidding me? I'm going to try and get her to come. Okay, well, listen. To talk about Desperately Seeking Susan. I don't think she wants to talk no about it. No one's ever asked her about Desperately no, Seeking Susan. Of all the things she's done. <laughs> so no one ever wants to talk about Desperately we should, Seeking Well, maybe Susan. when she's here, we'll ask her about that Toto song and see if she'll talk about that. I either. think that's something she'd really like to talk about, <laughs> Or maybe all her siblings. Uh, let's talk uh, about the spaghetti incident, that movie she made with David Bowie. Oh, my God, I never 90s. saw that. No, it's not available. Oh. It's only available on... VHS and you have to rent it from a place in Seattle, Washington. And oh. you have to put down a deposit of two hundred dollars wow. in order to rent it. Wow. So you can watch it. Wow. Well listen, this is the only thing I really know for sure about Rosanna Arquette is that she was definitely a good lay because there's so many people like people were always obsessed with her and I, you could tell she's like she probably is really good in bed. She slept with Paul McCartney. Yeah, she she, she was did. good in bed. She did she told everybody too. Till next time. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.